This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 339 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today, oh, there's no better neighbor who comes bearing chocolate. We have Dre White, also known as the Skinny Chef, and his company is I Want That Yummy. Dre, how you doing? Doing great. Thank you. When I heard Good Neighbor, I thought you were going to ask me what I was wearing. So I appreciate the intro. Thank you. <laughs> we'll keep that for our X-rated version. But for now, we're going to keep this clean. <laughs> so, boy, let's talk about yummy. I want that yummy. For starters, tell us what you do. Well, we do nearly famous treats for Southwest Florida. We just started our third year. We're coming off our best month ever. I mean, all of December, we it looked like a bomb went off at Wonka's. It was just insanely busy. <laughs> but um, what we do is we make goodies. We make truffles. We make brownies. We make peanut butter bars. We make granola. We just started doing that. We make breads. We make muffins. Um, we like to say it's all your bad habits in one place. Reward yourself today. Decide why tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, I love your little your your sayings. The almost famous brand. I that's 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 just priceless. So, um, so you covered you know everything from granola, certainly everything chocolate, um, breads. Uh, what, what did I leave out? There's something. something uh, truffles, a specialty, or nearly famous truffles. We uh, we just started making over the holidays snickerdoodle truffles. My oh. wife says, as long as we keep making them, I'll never be lonely. They're really good. <laughs> they really are. We really, I'll tell you, Charlie, of all the truffles we make, and, you know, each one has its own distinct taste and flavor, but the snickerdoodle truffles, I really felt we really captured the essence of what we were going for. If you've ever had a snickerdoodle cookie, it tastes, it's the texture, the flavor, the cinnamon, the brown sugar, it really captures it. And do you have like a secret chocolate lab uh, behind the scenes where you use mixed concoctions <laughs> and, and do all kinds of stuff to create new flavors? Or how does that work? No, no mad scientist effects or anything like that. It's just little me in my kitchen. My <laughs> wife always says, what's my take on such and such? And it's always the same. Honey, I'm just going to go hunker in my kitchen and make my little chocolates. <laughs> oh, that's great. So tell us about your chocolate journey. You've been doing this for three years. How did this all come about? Well, uh, it's come about gradually. I mean, basically, I've been eating all my life, so <laughs> I'm kind of a natural that way. I've been cooking for most of it. I know probably a lot of people can relate. Back in the day when Saturday morning cartoons were the thing, I was up 6, 37 in the morning, sneaking around, making the cinnamon toast, waiting for Scooby-Doo or Mighty Mouse or whatever. Right. Anyway, this part of the journey started, honestly, because of leftovers. Um, you know, there's three of us. There's myself, my wife, and our den mother. And, you know, we, we always would cook. She would usually cook the main course, and she would cook a lot. And there would always be stuff left over. So, you know, we'd talk to neighbors or friends or whatever and hand it out. And um, I'd usually throw in a little goodie or something just to round it off. People come up to me a couple of days later, a week later, and be like, hey, you know, Dre, 
I was really, really good. And I'm like, right? I have to walk like four miles a day to look like this. And they said, you know, you really should do something with this. And I was like, I just, I don't think we can. I just, I don't see how we'd be able to, you know, the licensing, the inspection, whatever. Long story short, though, we found a way to do it. And um, it's just, it's been so rewarding, you know, from, from where we started, the first month we were in business, Charlie, we made $52.50. Wow. <laughs> and what was the One first show, product sold? It was the same basic product, but we didn't know anything. Our menu had no pictures. It was block text. We were selling fudge blocks, brownie blocks, nothing people could just grab and get. Uh -huh. it, it was so, it was so bad. It was so bad. From that, we've come to here where, you know, we've got our little spiel. We definitely got our product and um, we have a following. It's, it's small, but it's very loyal and people get excited to see us and, and we love doing it. Wow. Wow. And, and did you ever consider, uh, you know, doing a stand-up comedy uh, in the past? Did you just kind of have that? Somebody asked me that. It's funny you say that. Somebody asked me that the other day, and I said, you know what? I haven't because, I mean, if someone says something to me, I could say something funny in return, but I can't just stand in front of a microphone and be funny. I did find something out interesting. There's actually a course for stand-up comics, like a, like a school. I was talking to a lady and she was in one of my networking groups and she actually took it. It's like, it's like a SCTV advanced course type of thing. I was yeah. like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. They give you the structure to come up with your material and to, to be funny. And she went through it and she did stand up comedy for a while. She was also a cop. So there's a joke in there somewhere, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> I bet there's quite a few jokes in there. I'm so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about when it comes to the chocolate industry or baking or whatnot, what myths are out there that you hear that you could talk about? Well, there's a lot of myths out there that um, are not exactly true. I mean, they have a basis in truth, but um, people might be surprised to know that chocolate does have a certain degree of nutritional value. It's not empty calories. Mm. It's not just a cavity causer. Um, chocolate is a good source of copper. It's a good source of iron. Um, as far as cavities go, you know, cavities are caused more by acids. And, you know, with chocolate, as long as you're brushing your teeth responsibly, it's not any more cavity causing than anything else. It's just about good hygiene. Um, it's like anything else, you know, it's all about moderation. Um, you know, a moderate amount of chocolate is even good for your cholesterol, uh, as opposed to if you eat a whole box of it which would be bad. So as long as it's taken in moderation, there are some benefits. And uh, let me give a shout out to Michigan State University for all that information. So uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so milk chocolate, dark chocolate, which one wins? Well, uh, if you're my wife for taste, it's dark chocolate. Yeah. If you're me for ease of use, it's dark chocolate. And if you're looking for a health benefit, it's actually dark chocolate. Dark chocolate that has some antioxidants that are actually very beneficial. Um, milk chocolate, we use a lot in um, our s'mores. We do s'mores truffles, and they don't require a campfire, which is kind of nice. And um, they also come very close to capturing the essence of the treat that they're named for. Graham crackers, marshmallow fluffs, mini chocolate chips. It's, it's a really good bite. 
Dang, dang. That's great. Yeah, I love all forms of chocolate, but definitely dark is my go-to. It's uh, irresistible. Our salted, uh, our salted caramels are dark chocolate, and it's oh. just a terrific a little bit of sea salt. It's, uh, it's really good. It's, it's one of our most popular things, and they've been around since day one. Those are the two best flavors to combine, I think. Mm -hmm. Sure. Oh, that's great. All right. So uh, we should pause for a second so our listeners can, you know, head to the pantry or, or, or someplace to get some their hands <laughs> on some chocolate stack. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to be when we finish this. Uh, so right. what are you doing outside of the business? Well, you know, hobbies, fun on the weekends. What are you doing? I got to tell you, it's funny because, you know, a friend of mine asked me the other day, said, what do you do when you're not working on the business? I said, well, I'm probably talking about the business or networking for the business or planning for the business or trying to recipes for the business, you know, because I mean, honestly, Charlie, it sounds like a cliche, but it, it's not just my business. It really is my passion. It's, it's so much fun to go out and experiment and try different things and, you know, see what works, see what doesn't, um, you know, in a quiet moment, I do like to read a lot. Um, I like to watch golf, and it's funny because I'm one of the few people I know that watches golf who's never really played it. I mean, I've never really? played on a full course, no. But I enjoy watching. It's very peaceful. It's very yeah. relaxing. And it's kind of fun to think along, especially at the big tournaments, because you know how much it means to the players. And it's fun to think along at Augusta, looking at the, the beautiful scenery and the azaleas and you know, is he gonna is he gonna go gutsy and go try and get it over the river? Or is he gonna go around the tree? Or is he gonna pull a Mickelson and hit it twenty yards in the air? It's just kind of fun to play along. It doesn't require a whole lot of of mental acuity yeah. to just kind of sit down and relax and watch him hit their little ball. Or as Mark Twain said, golf is a good walk spoiled. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it brings back memories as a kid. My dad watching golf and. You know the the whisper voice and and all right. that and and I just remember like you know going from a sitting position on the couch to a laying position on the couch before I knew it man I was gone <laughs> in that time <laughs> that's funny so how about hardship challenge looking back in life Trey you know uh, you can now say I'm better for it I'm stronger what comes to mind two things honestly. Um, you know, the big hardship was right around 2012. Uh, I ran out of money at that point. My uh, future wife ran out of money. So it turned out that we met each other in a homeless shelter because there was just nowhere else to go. I mean, we just, we were broke. We didn't have anywhere to turn. We met there. And from that, really were the seeds of where we are today. But that experience really shaped a lot of how we run our business because we really can look at it from the other side, which is one of the reasons that we're very active in the community um, as far as like donations, nonprofits, charitable organizations. We're always eager to donate. If we can't donate product, we can certainly donate a gift certificate almost all of the time because, you know, there were a lot of hands that reached down and helped us to, to get up when we needed it. Right. Um, on a little less dramatic and a little more recent level, the current unpleasantness, which we'll call COVID, um, our events that we did were about 90% of our business in the first year plus that we did this. 
and that Friday the 13th in March, <laughs> the events all went away. I mean, they were just gone. So that's when we had to pivot. And the pivot we wound up with after two months of wandering in the desert <laughs> was we now specialize in business accounts. We represent businesses and go out with appreciation gifts, uh, things of that sort. Basically, we represent the business their way with their flyers, their promotional materials, and our treats. And it's a win-win for everybody. The business gets exposure. We get out in the community. People are trying our stuff. So um, it turned out to be a good thing. It's, you couldn't have predicted at the time. We were, we were genuinely concerned about what the future was going to bring. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. And uh, so neat to hear you know, businesses that, that were able to, as you, as you call it, pivot and, and figure out a whole nother way to conduct business. And, uh, you know, it's, it's back to that, you know, challenges in life. Sometimes, you know, what we think at the moment is the worst possible you know, scenario. We look back and go, thank goodness that happened. Right. You know, it's uh, not that we're yeah. thanking COVID for coming around, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, one thing you wish our listeners knew about your business, what would that be? Well, it's kind of funny because what do I wish people knew about my business? This is going to sound silly, but what we sell, I mean, we, we sell something probably a little different than you think. If you're a business, we sell impressions, we sell branding, we sell engagement. You know, it's your message, your way to your audience with our nearly famous treats. To individuals, we sell memories, we sell moments. To events, we sell personalization. If you call, I want that yummy, you're not going to get a secretary. You're not going to get somebody that's, you know, three layers from the top. You're going to get me. I'm going to talk to you about your event and what you're trying to do. Um, oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, we also sell chocolate. We do sell chocolates. If you have a sweet tooth, give us a call. You know, we, we love to give samples. We love for people to try our stuff. And um, somebody said to me the other day, Charlie, they said, you know, you're a great salesman. I said, you know what's funny? I'm not. I'm really not. I couldn't sell a fur coat to an Eskimo. But I'm passionate about my product because I know people are going to like it. And that's what comes across is that excitement of, oh, my gosh, wait till you try this. You're really going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love your angle when we met last week at the Grow Business Network and you'd mentioned, you know, the branding aspect and helping businesses differentiate themselves and get the word out there. You know, it's and and as I said, I've I've struggled with businesses in the past and you know, what can you do that's unique and different? And uh so I love your angle and I mean it's almost like you're a, a chocolate consultant, right? For uh <laughs> that's right right that's right we're sweet on your business yeah yeah so they literally they, business owners can call you up and kind of bounce around some ideas and and you take all that and and share with us how we can best use your product and your expertise and gaining market share absolutely yeah absolutely uh there's a couple of ways you know uh some people send us out if somebody spends x amount in their store some people like to leave a little something behind after they've done a job, maybe a cleaning company or a pool service company. Maybe you're having a celebration in your office. Somebody's going on maternity leave or retiring. 
Maybe you've just opened a new branch, you're rebranding, millionth customer, any number of things. Um, what we like to do, Charlie, is um, we like to just go in and introduce ourselves and our product. If anybody wants to give me a call, just let me know, hey, where are you located? How many people have you got? We'll come in, we'll bring a little something, we'll uh, talk a little bit about what we can do for you, and uh, like to hear a little bit about what you do, kind of like you're doing now. Why are you in the business you're in? Who are you trying to reach? Uh, we just, we love being out in the community and talking to people, and uh, chocolate seems to be a pretty good conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, man. Good stuff. Well, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, so go ahead, share uh, the best contact information for them. Best contact information to get me is probably email. It's I want that yummy at gmail.com. You can also visit us on Facebook for I want that yummy. Full color pictures of our treats, uh, upcoming events. We're actually going to be making our Punta Gorda debut this Sunday at Ridge Harbor Market. Uh, it's, it's really far, but the people out there were really wonderful. They were eager to have us. So we're gonna be going out with uh, some stuff there. And um, you can always call me, it's 239-202-7401. When you're in business for yourself, believe me, that phone gets answered. <laughs> love it, love it. Well. I know you're going to be hearing from our listeners, Dre, and uh, it's going to be sweet. I don't know. I had to work that in somehow. Probably could have, you could have done it a lot better, but um, yeah, but all sincerity, wish you the absolute best and uh, looking forward to seeing you all over Southwest Florida. Thank you so much, Charlie. I really appreciate the opportunity and um, chance to get to talk to your listeners. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.